Hello and welcome to the Millennial to Millionaire podcast. As always, this is your host, Paris Grant, coming to you with everything financial. I want to go ahead and give a quick thank you to everybody who's been listening to all the episodes. I know they haven't been strictly financial, like I promised, and I always announce in the beginning of the show. But I want to go ahead and thank you because sometimes I just need the soundboard and just to get it out there because I assume that if I'm thinking about it, someone else might be. So if you've been helped in any way by the other episodes, um, you're welcome. But I will be trying to gear it more towards finances, i.e. the whole investing series. I'm walking you guys through every single step of investing. I'm going to start with the different types of accounts. We'll go into the different kinds of um I guess, uh, financial jargon, the difference between what a stock, bond, mutual fund, um, actively managed fund, index fund, all that sort of stuff, and then talking about how to set up the proper allocation. So we're taking this step by step by step by step. So it will take a while, but that just means more episodes for you guys to enjoy. The first in the investing series, though, is going to be 401ks. The reason why I'm doing 401ks is because I feel like it might be the most mystical form of account. I think that most of us have heard about a 401k at some point in our lives. We don't know what it is. And also because I feel like 401ks are usually more available to an older demographic. Even if you are still a millennial, you'll still be an older millennial if you're at a job that offers 401k. That or you're really lucky. But because of that, you actually have less time if you're older. So I'm trying to get it out the way because they might need... Uh, if you're eligible for a 401k and you don't know this information, you're going to need it more. But don't worry for those of you who do not have 401ks i'll be doing episodes on traditional brokerage accounts robo advisors and iras on the next coming episode so be on the lookout for that but without further ado let's get all into what a 401k is all right so 401k a uh, little bit of trivia it's named after the subsection of the internal revenue code so it's not there's no there's no uh like theme behind it 401 isn't like a magical number it just literally happens to be the code for it um in 2018 we had 55 million people uh with 401ks which is a really big number um i think that 401ks are probably one of the biggest if not the biggest uh employee retirement plans uh contribution plans set up in place right now um, 401ks actually account for 5.3 trillion out of the 27.2 trillion of retirement plan assets. All right, a 401k is an employee employer sponsored retirement plan. All that means is that it's a retirement plan that your employer helps you get. It's pretty like self explanatory when you really think about it, but I mean, yeah, I basically just said the same thing twice. Um, Within the different types of investment accounts, especially when it comes to retirement accounts, you're going to have a Roth and you're going to have traditional. Um, you're going to hear me in the IRA episode talk about Roth IRAs and traditional IRAs kind of interchangeably. But the main difference between the two is how they're taxed. So in a traditional, you're taxed a portion of your pre-tax income and then you pay taxes when you withdraw. Um, earnings within a 401k are what you would consider tax deferred, as in you pay the taxes later. In a Roth, it works a little bit differently. You put in your after-tax money, but then the money goes grows in there tax-free. So depending on your position in life, you can go ahead and decide which one, which one works better for you. But typically, uh, your employer will offer you the traditional uh, just because it's easier for them to take it out of your paycheck than it is for them to kind of like manage it while you're putting money into it. Um... Yeah, so I mean, that's basically what it is. It's a retirement plan. So when it comes to investing, 
just think about it uh think with the end in mind and the end is you retiring and never having to work again and your money will sustain you by making more of itself it's pretty crazy um the cap that you can add into a 401k is 19 is nineteen thousand dollars and if you're 50 or older you can actually add in twenty five thousand dollars so i mean yeah it's a little there is a cap on it just for tax purposes but contributions to these accounts are always indexed for inflation. So the account, uh, the number may be up or down depending, but you always know that you're contributing at least the maximum that you can tax wise. Um, but if you're doing it like uh, manually and you want to start putting in even after they're taking it out, you want to put in a little bit extra, the cap actually becomes 56,000. And if you're older, you get 62,000. So let me just explain how this works after I say it, just because sometimes I feel like it might not be clear. When you sign up for a 401k, it's usually part of the plan automatically uh, for whatever, you know, your, your, I guess, employer's plan is. And you're usually automatically put in there. They have a, what's called like an opt-out scenario, which is you can opt out of it if you want, but if you don't opt out, you're automatically opted in. So what will happen is they'll automatically take out a certain portion of your income every single time. And that cap that they can take out is 19,000. And if you're 50 or older, you get an extra 6,000, making it 25. But now, if you say, you know what, I wanna put in even more money, like I wanna put in, like I wanna go above and beyond, I wanna be a super soldier, you can go ahead and put in 56,000. And then if you're 50 or older, 62,000. All right? Um, the numbers do change. I think it depends on how close you are to retirement age, which is typically 65 in the eyes of. Um, in the eyes of, I guess, the IRS or 401k plans. And, <clears throat> but I mean, that shouldn't really make that big a difference to you, especially if you're getting started, you want to be investing as much as you possibly can. But it's good to know the level because after you max out your 401k, you might decide, hey, I want to go invest into another one of my accounts. So it's good to have that limit. So just remember those numbers, 19,000, 56,000, automatic and manual. Uh, that's how I always think about it. Now, within a 401k, you get a pretty good selection of products, uh, investment products. It's not the best or most exhaustive, but for what it is, you know, you have your index funds, you have your stocks, you have your bonds, you have uh, some actively managed mutual funds. You got a pretty good mix in there. I think that the trouble with 401ks is that because people are usually thrust into them, that they don't, they get kind of get lost. They don't know what to pick, and that's why a lot of four. I don't want you. I don't want your four hundred one k's to go to waste, which is why after we go over the investment accounts, I'm gonna be talking to you about all the different types of investment products individually, so you know what they are, so you know what you're looking for. So by the time that we make it to the asset allocation portion of this, you'll kind of know, you'll kind of have an idea of what you're looking for. But four hundred one k's are honestly re, uh, a, like really really good retirement vehicle, and. I think that the better you understand them, the more you'll be able to utilize it. So, so far, we've known that it's named after the subsection of the Internal Revenue Code. We learned the caps for how much you can invest. We learned the difference between Roth and traditional. And we learned that they offer pretty good, uh, pretty decent, uh, I guess, package of investment products. I know that it varies from employer to employer. So make sure that you ask your HR department or your boss directly uh, what kind of plans that are what kind of plans they offer to make sure that you know exactly what you're getting yourself into. Knowledge is power. Uh, quick little break just to hear from my sponsor. Uh, but as soon as we get back, I'm going to give you guys more information about 401ks. So stay tuned. All 
All right, guys, I'm back. So we should have a pretty baseline understanding of what a 401k is, what they offer, and what you can do with it. Um, I don't want to overindulge you guys with information. And even after the investing series is over, I do plan on revisiting, you know, 401ks and different accounts just to kind of show you guys like different hacks or different things that you guys can do to make the most out of all your accounts. But I want to make sure you guys at least have a little slight knowledge of every part of it. So let's talk about withdrawals from a 401k. Um, if you don't remember, if you do, if you just skip to this part of the episode, you should know that 401ks are tax deferred, which means that the money that goes into it hasn't been taxed yet. It comes out of your paychecks like the same way as Social Security, Medicare, all that good stuff. But then when you take it out, you're actually taxed at your income tax rate at the time that it's taken out. So if you're working at a job and you're making $100,000 a year and you decide to you know liquidate your 401k, you're going to be at you're going to be taxed at 25%, which means that you're not getting all of that. So it's something to factor in. But let's say that you know you work at that job and then maybe you downgrade get another job closer to home, it's like a lesser commute, less stress and and a pay cut. So now you're at an 8% tax rate. You draw the same amount and you're only paying 8% in taxes. And the reason why this works is because 401k's are a employer retirement plan. So the goal is that you're actually in the lowest bracket possible when you, t- when you do take it out retirement so that that way you pay very little in taxes of anything um there are some non-penalty options if you want to take it out um if you're 59 and a half if you're under 59 and a half you're subject to 10 percent, and you still pay the taxes so no matter what no matter what no matter what it is if you're 59 if you're not 59 and a half you're subject to 10 percent, and then also you're taxed at the tax rate if you're 70 and a half, though, you're required to make minimum uh, minimum withdrawals unless you're still working. And if you're if you are still working, it only applies for your current employer. So there's different things to think about different uh, the different age groups. I don't think this applies to as much of us because we're millennials. And if you're at that age, it doesn't apply to you. But if you or someone you know is approaching this age, uh, just keep these things in mind. If you're not 59 and a half, 10 percent penalty right there. 70 and a half, you need to make minimum withdrawals and then unless, unless you want to pay a penalty. So these are just different things to think about. But there are some non-penalty options to, when it comes to withdrawing from a 401k. There's things called a 401k loan option, which is you basically borrow money from yourself. So let's say you need $500 from your 401k. You apply for a loan as long as your employer uh, allows this. So make sure to check in with your HR department and your employer to know what you can and can't do within your 401k. But basically, you would take that $500 out of your 401k and then they would, let's break it up into, let's say, 12, 12, what's 500 divided by 12? Um, uh, it's like four point something. I can't remember right now, though. But let's, but then they would go and basically say, all right, so we're going to just do four point, we're going to uh, do four dollars and some change for 12 months until it's been paid back. So you're basically borrowing money from yourself and then they just make you add a little bit extra every month so that that way uh, ends up being the same. So you're basically just borrowing money from yourself and paying it back. You do have to go through the loan process though, so make sure that you don't don't just go withdraw it and then expect to see it back. Make sure you go through the process so that you know. There's also something called a hardship withdrawal option, which uh, if you're facing any sort of economic hardships due to like a loss of a job, a death in the family, um, you if you you apply for it and you'll be able to take out the money um, penalty free, you still might be paid. You still might be taxed, but uh, depending on what it is, but it's uh, you're definitely not going to be uh, doing that ten percent on top of that. 
uh, hardship withdrawal also applies to college tuition and a down payment for a home. So, I mean, 401ks can be pretty understanding as far as like the fact that life happens. Uh, you don't want to take advantage of it. You don't want to get too comfortable taking out money from your 401k. I think that something that's very important to remember is that 401ks are long term. They're not very liquid. It's not something that you can kind of put money in and take money out. I think when it comes to investing in the stock market in general, the best way to think of it is like a high interest savings account that you can never touch. And I only say this not because you're never going to touch it, but because when it comes to all the penalties and taxes and fees that are associated with them, you don't want to subject yourself to making any less money than you should be. If you invested X amount of dollars, you want to get Y amount of profit, you don't want to be digging into it. So I'd say make sure that your 401ks are set up to be automatic and make sure that you save up outside of your 401k so you never have to tap into it. Um, this is by no means the most exhaustive way to go about 401ks, but I did want to give you guys this baseline knowledge so that when you're deciding what kind of accounts you want to open when you are ready to get started investing, you know what it, you know at least some of what you're talking about or you know what kind of questions to ask. And if you're finally, you know, getting into the workforce and getting a job that offers 401ks, I want you guys to be able to feel empowered to know what kind of decisions to make, know what it is and what it isn't. So, you know, feel free to look, listen back to this episode, skip through it, listen here, listen there. Just try to get what you can out of this. I know that there might be some things I'm missing, but, you know, if I'm ever missing anything, I at least find solace in thinking to myself that I've given you guys something to think about. So if you want to find out more, you can always go research more. But by doing this, you at least say, okay, wow, like he introduced me to this or that. But that's enough of me talking in the third person, me being so meta. So we know what a 401k is. We know what it isn't. We know the difference between a Roth and a traditional, the different tax rates. We know about the caps on the distributions to it. And we know about the penalties for the withdrawals as way uh, as well as non-penalty options for withdrawals. And we also know that 401ks are long term. The last thing I want to go add is something that you guys should have already done, actually, is subscribe to the show. I <laughs> got you guys. Leave a rating, review, tell a friend, DM me on all social media platforms at the M2M podcast. Um, just keep on listening. I'll keep on making episodes. You guys keep on listening. Keep it, keep it going. This episode's on 401ks. The next one will be on IRAs and then maybe robo advisors or traditional, but we got about three more different types of accounts to go. And then we'll kind of get more into the financial jargon, talking about, you know, the different sorts of, uh, investment products out there and what they are and how to use them. And then we'll be going to asset allocation so you can make your own portfolio that will help you become a millionaire. As always, thank you guys for listening to the show. And remember, don't keep it 100, keep it 1 million. Thank you guys.